Hey, Waka Waka, happy holidays. It's October 19th, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Back for a second week, DJ Bad Kermit. No, that's that's the other show. Shannon Young here DJ with you. Woodcock. DJ Bad Kermit, DJ Woodcock. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, fuck. We're back to talk about wrestling oh. tonight. I think I said my name was Shannon. Also with me tonight, of course, we have the uh, the original host of Pro Wrestling Unscripted, Double H. Ah, oh, sorry, I forgot about this and took a nap and I took a shit. I'm so sorry, I forgot. No worries, man, though, I'm here now. Damn it, Double W. W, <laughs> Double, I don't know. Um, it's, just one, it's just the one W. <laughs> it's just all one big ass blast. One stock. <laughs> so, it was a sort of eventful week in wrestling. There are some things to yeah. talk about. Um We'll get all into that before we do, of course, as we do. Well, you know, first I want to talk about Ghostbusters because let's do that. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun game. All right, so all right, that was great. <laughs> I have not gotten to play it yet, so I cannot confirm, but I can only assume based on all the good things you said about it. So I did see in video game news. I did see a sort of trailer for. I think it's called the wrestling code is, is what it is. And it, it is a independent wrestling game with a lot of indie stars in it. And it looks, it looks like if you took a WWE game, but you didn't have the budget for it, which I guess you could say, Oh, you mean AEW fight forever? Yeah. Sort of, except (laughs) it looks a little more realistic and stiffer. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, it, it's been, it's been in, in development for years no one's sure if it's ever actually going to come out. I guess we'll see. It it looks rough, but I hope it does come out because I would love to have some wrestling games that aren't just WWE. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Especially good well, ones. Well, at this point, they got to rework the entirety of Fight Forever given that CM Punk is the main guy on the cover. Hey, um, you know what? He might still be there. We don't know. We know one that isn't there maybe, anymore, though. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yes. Rumors say, reports say. Before we do, though, let's talk about <laughs> the thing we hated most in wrestling this week. And I think it was called the bus that wouldn't slow down. <laughs> I think it was called the Baron Corbin that came back to Raw. Oh, hold on. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, something something about Ace and Dalton show wrestling wrestling with Go listen the to ring. Brad. What is it called? Wrestling with the ring. What is it called? Nerdiest part of the ring. With Dalton. <laughs> with Ace and Dalton. A and D. Yes. They should call it, uh, what is it, Nerdiest Part of the Ring. So, N-P-O-R. They should call it M-P-O-R-A-D. Naporad. <laughs> Naporad. Naporad. I think that was the thing that Bart played in uh, Scrabble to get out of the game <laughs> right before Quijibo. <laughs> Naporad. And Homer was like, what is that? And Bart said, that is a podcast <laughs> featuring Ace and Dalton where they talk about wrestling. I just assumed he was going to go, No. <laughs> Uh, I haven't really thought about my least favorite part of wrestling this week. I've been very busy. It's Baron Corbin. I see. I, I didn't watch <laughs> I mean, Raw though, so I didn't. Uh, okay. I look. You, man, you go first, and I'll about think it. about it while you go. It it was the only thing from Raw that I distinctly remember being like, ah, this is okay. Raw this week actually was just kind of a little bit slow in general. Yeah. Uh, but you, you remember Baron Corbin was written off TV a while back ago. He lost to Madcap Moss again, which, God, can we please change the man's name? He's Riddick no Moss. Madcap anymore. There's nothing wrong yeah, with yeah, Riddick Moss. Yeah, just go back to Riddick. It was fine. Anyway, 
Corbin was written off, and the last time we saw him, he was getting into JBL's limo, which is great. Seems like a good pairing. We got Happy Corbin, the rich guy, who's made his casino money. You got JBL, who's now like teaching him to invest it properly. So JBL shows up on Raw, and he was decidedly not the worst thing about Raw because his promo against people from Oklahoma was pretty great, frankly. Um, he he ran that entire group down. He started to make it sound like everything was great, and then he's like, "You're this close to the Texas border, and I got to be in this shithole instead." Uh, but he introduces Corbin, who first of all really hasn't changed much. Like he made it sound like Baron Corbin is this great new, you know, new and improved. Oh no, he's Malibu Stacy. He's just got a new hat. <laughs> he's, he's got a new hat. He's got the little pencil mustache. Um, the one thing I really hated his gear is now like it's black, but it also has like some kind of almost flesh tone accents to it. He kind of looked half naked as he came out of there. Like the, the, the flesh tone accent stuff, whatever that is on his gear looks like shit. Nice. Um, he had a match against Dolph Ziggler because he'll use Ziggler. Was that? Uh, I wonder who won that one. <laughs> well, yeah, JBL. Okay, the reason that this happened, I'm trying to to gather my thoughts here. The reason that this happened is because JBL used Dolph Ziggler as an excuse, or uh, sorry, as an example of somebody that WWE he said like wastes money on. Like he's been here what 15, 20 years, and what's he doing? He's not doing anything. But Baron Corbin, on the other hand, is is you know he's new money. He's a new star. He's the next wrestling god. Like JBL made him the oh he's the next one to take over. So of course Dolph Ziggler comes out offended, and and they have a match, and Corbin obviously wins. But here's the thing: there was nothing new about Baron Corbin. Corbin didn't talk, as I recall, unless I missed it. He never said anything. He wrestled the exact same perfectly cromulent match that he always wrestles. Uh, he's still using the deep six. He's still using the end of days, which they're still calling them that, by the way. That's yet another thing that makes no sense to me. Uh, the finisher names has worked for the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. He's been through like 16 gimmicks since then. Right. Since then and they're still, it's still the deep six in the end of days. Um, he wins. JBL holds his hand up and I'm like, are you guys really going to pay to have JBL there every single week for this like, is this really what we're doing going forward? Also, uh, maybe the thing I hated the most about it, although at least I like the logic behind it, but so, you know, Rey Mysterio jumped to SmackDown this past week, right? That was a pretty great little segment. On SmackDown, he goes up to Triple H. He says, look, I can't do this thing with my son anymore. I can't do the back and forth. I'm not going to hit my own kid. Right. I love WWE, but I got to quit. And Triple H goes, hey, step in my office before you make this decision. Let's talk about it. They announce an official trade. Rey Mysterio is now officially part of the SmackDown roster. Because apparently that still means something. I don't know if you heard uh, MVP on, on Raw said that he and Amos were going to SmackDown because they can uh, to talk to 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 Braun Strowman, but I digress. So on Raw, when JBL announces Baron Corbin returning, he says that it's an official trade. Baron Corbin is on Raw because Rey Mysterio is on SmackDown. Now you tell me who got the shit into the deal on that one. <laughs> I know. I don't know why SmackDown would agree to that. Right. I mean, you just gave Is away there... Baron Corbin and JBL. And JBL. There's, there's no... And I, I really have hope that Triple H is going to fix this, and hopefully we'll talk more about this this kind of thing later. It's another thing that I'm sure is on his plate, on his like Cody Rhodes list that you would Instagram the picture of. Um, if, if we're going to keep doing the draft and the rosters and the split uh, between the two shows and everything, 
I hate to say it, we need some fucking general managers. Oh, I don't think go. they need to be a big story. I don't think it needs to be a big deal or anything like that. But right now, none of this matters. No right. one is in charge. No one's in control. Well, Triple H is. Matches just happen. Well, I mean, he's in charge of, of both shows. The hell kind of sense does that make? Like, does who'd he just you, arbitrarily decide who's on what show and who, all that? I mean, who would I, you pick if you had to pick? Like, legitimately, and not just uh, who's on WWE TV right now. If you could bring someone back, anyone that's okay. that's not actually in like AEW or something like that, who okay. would you who would you do? As much as I love him in his current role, and some people are going to probably want to crucify me on a barbed wire cross for this, Paul Heyman needs to be one of them. Um, and I would say if you're going to do it that way, then even though it sucks to deal with this any longer than necessary, Roman's probably dropping the titles at Mania, right? Seems like a good time. The bloodline's going to fall apart then. The bloodline is very much that, like, the more we build it up, the first time they lose, everything goes to shit. Yeah. So after WrestleMania, you do the first, you know, official big draft. We're actually going to be, you know, this time it's personal. We're going to be serious about it this time. Paul Heyman takes one of the two shows. And frankly, I'd like to see Paul Heyman take control of Raw. Um, I think I think that would be more interesting didn't, than SmackDown for whatever reason. Didn't he do that once already? Am I crazy? SmackDown. He was in charge of SmackDown. Okay. Uh, he he and Bischoff were the general managers because that was the one where anyone could be drafted. Man. And the last person Raw got was Paul Heyman, which dude, made no fucking sense, and he quit. I, I don't so, I don't understand how Bischoff and I remember that now because they were actually, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, at least in the case of Paul Heyman, actually had some creative control over what was happening yes. on the show. And yep. Bischoff He was ma- in charge of the SmackDown Six. He I was think, the one who, who ushered in that whole era. Bischoff may have had the same thing. I don't I don't remember if he was just strictly on camera yeah, or what. He was but, in charge of hot lesbian action. No, that was years ago. It was I'm talking about the more recent one, when it was literally Heyman and Bischoff at the same time. And Oh, and, and they yeah, both yeah. and they yeah, both left. But they weren't. They weren't at that point in time. They weren't figureheads on TV, though. That was strictly behind. It was the behind scenes. the scenes. And what right. I don't understand yeah. is like how you have Bischoff and Heyman in charge, and from what I've read, both both of them just didn't do a lot. And I don't know if that's because of Vince McMahon still or what. But like when they yeah. announced Bischoff and Heyman being in charge, I got genuinely excited. I'm like, all right, yeah. I know Bischoff gets a lot of shit, but I, I liked a lot of his ideas and I know Heyman yeah. gets a lot of praise and I didn't like some of his ideas. So sure. I, I'm thinking strictly just as, as figureheads, as I think figureheads, as, as televised figureheads, bring them both Paul back. Heyman's a great choice that you've already got under contract. And then if you're going to bring somebody else back, I think it's going to be tough, uh, tough to get Bischoff. I think that would be difficult. Um, I think it would be less difficult, and I think he would really fit SmackDown to get Kurt Angle. I think yeah. it would be less difficult to get Kurt Angle back. Um, I think if anybody ever needs to pull the, like, I'm not really retired, let's do one more match, it's him. Because, again, I don't know if you remember, it's Baron Corbin who retired Kurt Angle uh, yeah. in a nothing match that meant nothing to anyone. So, and I'm not saying it should build to another match. I just, I don't think, I, I think Kurt Angle would be a good, it would be a good choice. Um, to, to bring him back because you're not going to get Regal. Regal signed to AEW. That ain't happening. Right. Um, I would pick. But I think I think those two would be good choices. I think Titus O'Neil would be a good choice for one of them. He's char- I can see that. He's charismatic. I, he's good on the mic. He's a genuinely good ambassador. Yeah. You know. One and uh, one addendum. Put him in charge of NXT. Well, okay. they don't have a, a general manager right now anyway. All right. Well, my wild card pick. <laughs> Was I was going to say, as crazy as it is, if you want to take NXT back to that like serious wrestling uh, that it used to be, that that third brand, the prestigious gold and black, uh, put, yep. put Jim Cornette in there. 
I know that's an unpopular ooh, opinion, ooh, ooh, ooh. but Jim Jim Cornette is one of the most entertaining people to listen to. I mean, you can agree or disagree with what he says. I don't agree with everything he says. You yeah. can you can listen to someone and agree with some of the things they say and not everything, and and that is a thing still. But yeah. on a pure entertainment, like it, it don't have him book creative, but on a pure entertainment, I mean, he's th- purely a figurehead. There's nobody that can out promo Jim Cornette. I just don't. I don't think there is. I think Jim Cornette yeah. is probably the greatest speaker in wrestling history. So maybe that's a a contentious statement. I can't necessarily agree with, but I I understand where you're coming from and I would certainly put him up there. Um, (laughs) But I do think he's, he's like you said, he's a dark horse. He's a good wild uh, wild card. He probably wouldn't do it. Honestly, after all, you know who I wouldn't, you know who I wouldn't hate in that role too. And, and, and this is just the show now, apparently, uh, but who I wouldn't hate is, is the guy in charge of NXT. Um, Especially for somebody who still talks a lot about wrestling, but doesn't necessarily do a lot in the in the big shows, uh, Lance Storm. Yeah, I think Lance Storm would be cool for. He, for he would a role fit like that, that aesthetic too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very regal in that sense. Yeah. He's very much a William Regal type. Like, right. no, we're gonna do it by Journeyman the rules, wrestling. and you're gonna go yeah. in and and yeah, you're gonna shake hands and you're gonna fucking fight it out, and then we're gonna be done with it. Um, I would. I wouldn't hate that if if Ric Flair wasn't a rapist. And Hulk Hogan wasn't a racist. <laughs> I'd say Hogan and Flair, and I think they've done it before, but Hogan and Flair would have been good choices. But I don't remember Hogan. Well, Hogan was in charge in TNA, but I don't remember him ever being in charge in WWE. Flair was the original Raw general manager. Right, because um, he bought half the company with Vince or something. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a bullshit reason. Vince is also a rapist. It was a, a whole thing, yeah. That's the Flair problem bought with it them. from the kids, and then, like, yeah. Vince bought it back, but then Flair got to stay. That was the whole. Can I? Can I briefly? Donald Trump I, was there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, to me, one of the biggest problems with the invasion angle was there were no real stakes. They played it up like, oh man, if these guys, if they don't win, like they're done, or if if they win, the WWF is done. And we all, even as kids, we all knew that wasn't true because it didn't happen. The right. WWF won. And then, well, actually, WCW won the first couple of things, and nothing came of it. And then WWF won, and then, like, over the course of the next, you know, couple of months, those WCW guys just showed up anyway. And it was like, well, what? Well, they all got jobs no matter what. Well, that's like, dude. Yeah, did Vince buy them out anyway? What happened here? Do you remember, I'm trying to remember the exact wording of it, but, like, Shane McMahon wanted to be in charge of Raw, and Vince was like, okay, you could be, and there was something about a box, that we never got well, the answer a lock to. Box. The lock, lock yeah, box. Yeah, Shane, Shane's, it was really legitimately as dumb as it sounds and as much as an <laughs> SNL sketch as it sounds. Shane alluded to having some lock box that Vince would not want getting out there. And so that was oh, part shit. of the, that was his match was. with Undertaker. It was his uh, financial records. That, that, <laughs> he had it this that whole we time. Know what Shane, Shane McMahon, you son of a bitch. We could have fixed this five years ago. Yeah, no, that was his whole that was his whole match with the Undertaker with the, right. the Hell in a Cell match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. It was if I win, uh then then this stuff, you know, I want control of Raw, I want to be in control of the show. If you win, I'll hand over the lockbox. And Vince was like doing the crazy eyes of like, oh, he's got the <laughs> lockbox. Ooh. Ho. Well, and it did nothing. It meant nothing. Right. Do you remember? Because Do you remember. Because Shane, for the record, Shane <laughs> lost, and then mm-hmm. Vince put him in control of Raw anyway. Of course he did. It was The Undertaker at WrestleMania and a hell of a cell match. No oh one in their God. right fucking mind thought that Shane McMahon was going to win that match. Lockbox. Um, do you remember back in the 
like early 2000s, there was a website. I don't think we've ever talked about this. There was a website called Wrestle Crap. Oh, and yeah. And it was, yeah, yeah had, R.D. Reynolds. I, I had R.D. When I was doing, uh, back when it was just Blogzilla 1985, yeah. the, the very last 15 on Friday, which you were part of back when yeah. you and I first started talking, uh, R.D. Reynolds was the guest. and no I shit. Yeah, but I never did it I because I, I stopped doing the, the website. So, yeah, R.D. Reynolds was, yeah. was one of my guests that was booked, and I never got a chance to talk to him. Dude, he had he put out some physical like you could buy it at the bookstore I have books one. of of like anthologies. Yeah, yeah. I want to say I had one at some point, and to this day I can't find it. I don't know if I I thought I bought it or I had it and I did something with it. I don't know. Um, what a great website, man! I if love that thing's, that website. I'm gonna find out in a minute. It's if still, that thing's not still up and running, it is. But Artie doesn't do as much with it. Like he, it was Artie Reynolds, and I think Blade Braxton was the guy's name. There was a yeah, because they were they actually worked in wrestling, like yeah. off and on. They were managers and and that kind of thing. But I, I think he it really is. He stopped doing it nearly as much. Like it, it's there's still stuff on there. It's obviously not nearly as good as it used to be. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude, I used well, to I watch mean, over time. You get kind of caught up to, you know, all the dumb shit from when, you know, 20 years ago was happening. So now it's like almost brand new stuff, but man, what a great, like just, that was a great just amalgamation of yeah. ridiculous shit from wrestling. Yeah. I, I learned about a lot of things from there that I didn't know about. Um, yeah. although I saw on boy, this show is just off the rails. I saw on, <laughs> um, r slash wrestling or wrestling, or maybe a squared circle, a clip. Yeah. Uh, did you see this clip of Sid vicious at the end of nitro? No, Oh, this was fucking fantastic. I'd never seen it before, <clears throat> but so it's the end of nitro Sid vicious. Okay. I guess he's feuding with Goldberg. He right. walks to the parking lot and he goes, you know, I think the guy's name was like Bruno or Boris or something, some dude. And he asks him, hey, where's my car? And he goes, oh, you're in, uh, you know, spot 22. And he goes, 22. Oh, no. And he, he runs, which, by the way, is about 10 feet from where he is. He doesn't run very far. He runs for about three seconds. <laughs> like he should have been able to see his car from there. there. <laughs> his car is a cube. It's like the Simpsons. Is it about my cube? <laughs> And he runs over to it and he kicks it and goes, Goldberg, why? Why me? Why me? And it's this worst <laughs> acting I have ever seen. And if you've never seen it, go watch it. It's fantastic. But I've never seen that clip before. So that was that was new for me. That's, he was bad, me? too, because he, he only had 30 minutes to move his cube. <laughs> he had to move the cube. Oh. oh my god, what a ridiculous <laughs> fucking setup. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I had not heard of that. Oh man, speaking of phenomenal, and this is part of what made me think of that, when you said Sid Vicious, I don't know how much of Raw you saw this week, uh, but one of my favorite bits from it, because they're letting, you, you can tell that Triple H has let these guys a little more loose on the mic, they can kind of say what they want, it leads to a couple little flubs here and there, you know, Finn Balor famously keeps like saying things wrong, and then we'll just get after the crowd when they make fun of him. Uh, AJ, AJ Styles on Raw uh, decided he wanted to fight Dominic Mysterio. He was tired of him running his mouth. And he says to him in the original broadcast, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to flub it, but it was some version of, you think that you can, he was trying to say, you think you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Well, he said, you think you can walk, talk the walk, but can you, <laughs> can you walk the walk? And you see Luke Gallows in the background look at Carl Anderson like, <laughs> that, that wasn't it. Take two. That's live, pal. Let's take this again. Oh, this is live, pal. Oh, that reminds me of what was it when uh, Owen Hart said he kicked someone's leg out from under his leg, or uh, yeah, 
he kicked his leg out from under his leg. Oh, God. Right, I'm going to watch this clip. It's only 30 seconds. There goes Hogan. Yeah. Where's my car, man? Where's my car? Bruce or whatever his name is? 22! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why me? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> it's the way he yells, Why me? <laughs> And it fades out, too. You can almost hear Tony Schiavone going, we're out of time. <laughs> That's the end of Nitro. That's Why what they ended me? with. <laughs> I, I miss those I need you to days. subtitle this episode of PWU. Why me? <laughs> Why me? With the E extended out. Um, so 20 yeah, minutes yeah. into it, I'm going to tell you what I hated in wrestling this week. Please. Uh, this actually goes back to last week, or maybe three weeks ago. I don't know. Time is a construct. Um. Yes. When Soraya finally cut her promo, and one yes. of the things she said in it was um, something about it's nice to have a boss that finally listens to you. And she got so much yeah, shit for that, as it was rightly pointed out, that of all the people that could complain about the way WWE treated them, she is not one of those people. Because WWE right. took care of her after the sex tape Correct. scandal, quote-unquote scandal, after the alcohol and drug abuse. Like... They they gave her a job for a very, very long time and then finally let her go when they had nothing left for her. But everyone was like, how are you going to trash talk this place that did you like that? So it's not so much her, but it's just the, especially in AEW, this repeated thing that they took from TNA where if you're an ex-WWE talent and you go there, one of the first things you got to do is bash WWE. You know, you got shit on them. It makes yep. you look so small time. When you're bashing yes. this other company, and this other company yeah. doesn't even mention you, they they talk about you in a throwaway line during the DX segment. And they say, you know, the other guy's working at another promotion doing with office equipment now. Meanwhile, you're right, or the the locker room bit, the no fighting. Like, you're right. it's just such a your big a stars, thing. but your big stars are taking shots at WWE. They're constantly reminding you of how WWE All is better. The time. Okay, I've heard nothing but great shit about this promo last night with MJF and, and William Regal, Regal on, yeah. on Dynamite, right? Yeah. This huge uh, back and forth between them, super heated, mm -hmm. like like just blowing the roof off the place. But how much of it was about WWE? Uh, how uh, uh, how uh, much uh, no. of it was about... Yeah, yeah, they're they're you know they they let you go because you're a withered up old man, and yeah, well they would never even you know think of hiring you. Like, come on, man. Do we have to do this all the time? It's just the census bit. Don't make me tap the sign. Like <laughs> I, I'm all for it's all the time. I'm all for referencing the past, and and I don't like sure. hiding where somebody worked. You know, I don't Absolutely. like when a guy shows up on TV and everybody's like, "Well, who is that? You know who that is? You know who that was?" But at the same Cody time, Cody Rhodes has been gone for seven years. He hasn't and now wrestled. He's back. He hasn't wrestled in <laughs> ten years. I haven't seen him since. He's just he's been solving racism and having babies. That's all he's not done. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> not in that order. <laughs> anyway, that's what I don't like in wrestling is uh is yeah, is punching fair. is punching up and inviting the yeah. people above you to punch down. I remember and you know dipping into the nostalgia well real quick when Scott Hall and Scott Steiner used to go out on WCW TV and talk about WWF, or not even talk about WWF, but when they talked about how bad WCW sucked, they would literally go out there and yeah. say, this show sucks, this company sucks, and it's like, at some point, I'm going to start thinking, man, this company sucks. <laughs> man, man, they're right. They're right. This, yeah, I'm that, counter, watch that counterculture thing, 
the counterculture thing is only going to take you so far, especially when you guys take over the show. All right, well, the NWO is in control now, so make it not suck. Um, I'll be right back. I got to get something from my car. <laughs> and Disco Inferno just goes, I don't think he's coming back. And then Big Show <laughs> in his face. Never mind. Turns heel again. No. Anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I know what you're right. Yeah, I am. Uh, he ain't a man. Hmm. He ain't a man. That's what Eddie Kingston said. I, I, uh, I have lost the plot. I was definitely going to say, oh, um, the, the, the constant referencing and all that. It's, it's just, like you said, not only is it punching up, but, you know, AEW was so much on the cusp of, of really breaking free of all that. I mean, come on, man. A year ago, we're doing this show. Six months ago, we're doing this show. And how much are we talking about AEW and how great it is and how good things are yeah. and how close it looks like to, I'm not saying they're going to beat WWE or anything like that, but like it finally feels like there's a reasonable alternative with not a bunch of major problems. WWE's in the toilet. It sucks more than it ever has sucked. And you talk about a reversal of fortune between two major things, the huge like fallout of talent in AEW, all the locker room bullshit and all of that. And Triple H, the the reversal from Vince to Triple H in WWE, it, it's like a miracle comeback. It's nuts how different it is now. I don't even yeah. think about AEW most of the time, and I feel no. bad for the guys over there who were doing a great job because we've talked about how great John Moxley is. We talked about well, how great guys like guys like Hangman Adam Page are. Well, um, <laughs> both well, of them. Well, why more about that later? Why can't uh, John Moxley <laughs> wrestle a match and not bleed? I know it was a joke. But then I saw yeah. I saw the clip of him and Paige, and we'll talk about the injury here in a second. But like my first thought when someone sent me the clip was, "Holy shit, he really does bleed in every match!" Like, yeah. come on, and they dude. hired his wife anyway. That's an unrelated situation. Um, I like Renee yeah, Paquette, I, I, but boy, they didn't give her a lot sure, to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just they, again, dude. They also <sighs> hired Mike Bennett, and Maria Kanellis. Um, stop yep. stacking your fucking roster when you don't have ha- a thing to do for the people that are there. Yeah. You bought it, brought in the entirety of the, the kingdom. Also, can we just briefly add to that? Not only are they stacking the roster, but they're the, the title situation is getting out of control in AEW. Everyone's got Every a title. Once in a while, yeah. They mentioned a championship and I go, Oh shit. I forgot that was one of them. Okay. So that guy's got a that guy's got a belt. What does what does that belt do? Where does that one go? You, I don't know where it fits in the pantheon. Of you you yelled to Sarah. Belts. You yelled to Sarah like, uh, <laughs> "Hey Sarah, good good news." Uh, Orange, Cassidy Orange Cassidy is the All Atlantic yeah. champion. And she just goes, "I don't care." <laughs> just, ah shit, I don't care either. <laughs> Give like the little Orange Cassidy thumbs up. The thumbs like. up, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's too many, man. I mean, WWE also has a little bit of that issue, but lately, yeah, but the bloodline even has with most Roman. Of well, I was gonna say, even with Roman holding down the main two titles, you know, it's Triple H. He's done such a good job of building up the. I, I give a shit about the the U.S. title. I want to know who's got it, what's happening with it, what's going on. Uh, the Intercontinental title, Gunther has really like established himself as this main dominant force on SmackDown. Uh, it's what they did in the original, you know, brand extension. The world title went to one show, and so the Intercontinental title became the world title on the main show. Uh, that's great. But when you keep introducing all these little secondary titles, and here's another one, and we got to have trios have trio titles title, now. Yeah. There'll be a quad I title just, soon. Mm, mm. There'll be the... That's the, four belt. The locker room biting belt. 
And they just released their <laughs> champion, so. Yeah, he's, he's going to take it with him, I guess. Let's talk about to that. To another company. We don't, we don't have. A, sure. We have like three stories we want to talk about. And I was like, man, how are we going to drag this out? And 30 minutes later, I'm just talking about Sid Vicious acting. And wrestle crap. And wrestle crap. <laughs> Speaking of wrestle crap, <laughs> Ace Steel reportedly let go. Why? Why? Ace Steel right now is going, why me? <laughs> why me, Goldberg? <laughs> why me, Omega? It's still Goldberg's fault for some point. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> saw, I saw a quote from Bret Hart. He's, oh, yeah. Did you see this? He wants him out of the. He wants Goldberg out of the WWE Hall of Fame. The headline on Squared Circle said Bret Hart gets up extra early just because he has more time to hate Goldberg. I saw. He said he wanted. He's like, uh, I would have loved to work with Lesnar. I understand he's a he's a he's a professional, unlike Goldberg. Like, fuck. Yeah. Come on, dude. Oh man! Like I get it. That's oh, rough, but stuff. Jesus Christ, you you forgave Sean. You got to forgive <laughs> Goldberg at some point. Goldberg at this point is literally he's like Alex Jones. He's like I'm tired of apologizing. I'm done apologizing. <laughs> it's not going to happen again. Oh, he was ordered to pay a billion dollars to Bret Hart and uh, <laughs> for for trauma suffered. Anyway. So yeah, Ace Steel got let go. I believe he's the first yep. person to be fired. Uh, reportedly, Ace and I were talking about this right. before the show. Um, it's not official yet. It's not like you said, Ace and I. Like you had a chat with him. You know, yeah. wow. Well, I talked to Ace, and I was like, Ace, hey, Ace, what are, you, what are you doing, man? Ace, <laughs> he just went. Oh. Why are you biting this guy over here, giving him rabies and shit? <laughs> yeah, uh, supposedly he's gone, which could mean you know the big rumor was that if Ace Steel goes, CM Punk's gonna go. So right. We yeah. we will see what happens, but there I feel like there's no way they could have brought Ace Steel back. This is a dude that chucked a chair at somebody. He bit another guy. Bit he pr- people. He yeah. probably killed a guy J- with a trident. Jr. By the way, quoted as saying Ace Steel was a good guy and a hard worker, and everyone just kind of went, "Cool, okay." Great anyway, <laughs> back to the barbecue. Let's get you sauce. back to bed. <laughs> he just keeps saying "slobber knocker" as you wheel him away. <laughs> <laughs> Vampiro. Oh wait, that was. I'm sorry that that wasn't that wasn't Jr. That was Oklahoma. The that character was, I was gonna say, that was a different version. That was a character created to make fun of his Bell's palsy. Mm, Good job. It sure was. Good job, Vince Russo, bro. I, <laughs> he anyway. had to get the heat on him, bro. It was nuclear. Oh, so A Steel gone. We'll see what happens to AW, yep. AEW at that point. Hangman Page got hurt in his match against Bloody Moxley. That's what I'm gonna yeah, call him from vicious. now on. Pretty vicious concussion. Have you watched the clip of that? I did, and it's one of those things that someone else pointed out uh, because I watched I watched two clips last night from AW, and I want to talk about both of them. One was this, the other was the Athena versus uh, Jody Threat. I think is her name. Mm. Have you seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh So yeah, Jody Threat, uh, who is an indie worker out of Ontario. It was so apparently they it was so vicious they had to have a talk with both of them backstage after the match is the report. Because when I saw the clip, it looked flat out like uh, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, was just stiffing the shit out of her. Like, it looks like she fucked up a clothesline in the beginning. She didn't fall. So Athena just hit her with an elbow and then got her on the ground and just started slamming elbows into her face. Threw her outside the ring. over there? I don't know. So 
For, what is in the water at AEW? So for those who are listening right now and they're going, wait a minute, I do want to say that apparently when they talked to them, neither of them had a problem. They said everything was cool. And the the rumor is that that's just how Jody Threat wrestles and she wanted to lay it in stiff and snug. And it was. So there's no heat on Athena or anything like that, but it did look pretty bad. And until I heard that, I also was one of those people going, what is going on over there? Why Athena, of yeah. all people, who has never, as far as I know, never had a right. bad thing said about her, throwing stiff shots. But So apparently that's not a thing, but go watch the clips. It's pretty brutal. And then there's the page thing where he got clotheslined. It didn't look that bad the first time I saw it. I, and I remember thinking, right. like, well, I mean, I can't take a clothesline like that. My, my bumps look like shit. His looks well, so really good, but it looks like he he's landed doing the on his face. Though. Right. Yeah, he's doing he's doing the ricochet, well, the ricochet cell, ricochet. so he does the Yeah, I was gonna say it's not the ricochet thing, but that's he's most commonly known for it now, I think. It's it's the the backflip. It's yeah, the, the, the twisting you, you yeah. the inverted, yeah, get knocked out of your shoes kind of thing. Right. Um yeah, that landing. I don't I don't think it was so much the hit. The hit is pretty wild too. Moxley catches him right under the chin. Uh but it's it's the it's not so much the fall that gets you; it's the landing. Right. And by the time that he hits the the canvas, it's he's out, man. Lights out. <laughs> good night. Send you home. And I'm glad the um, ref stepped in immediately, <clears throat> called the doctor in, and they called the match off. Yes. Apparently, they took down the ropes to stretcher him out. Uh, from what we understand, yeah, that was the clip that Tanner sent us last night, and that was the first thing I saw. I, I had no idea what was going on. He sends us the clip of them taking yeah. the ring ropes off, and they're putting Paige on the stretcher. And I'm like, what the hell happened to this guy? Well, when I heard Paige got stretchered out, I legitimately, my first thought was, oh, fuck, it was Soraya. Soraya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, something happened to her. But, right. yeah, uh, apparently it was a concussion, and he's very he's okay. He's thankful for the way everything handled, so he's out for a while. Yeah. We'll see when yep. he comes back. Um, someone <laughs> someone mentioned before, and I heard this on the, the Jim Cornette experience, too, that, um, or maybe it's the drive-thru, I don't know. I just like, hit, Brian Last, honestly, is one of my favorite people to listen to, too. Man, that's not the point. But they were talking about Adam Cole. <laughs> Cole's been out for a long time now, and Wild. according to Meltzer, he may not come back. He had a concussion that was extremely severe, so yeah. there, there is a chance that Adam Cole is gone. Um, it's a reminder. Well, you got to imagine, too, that if, if Adam Cole has even the slightest inch of the opportunity with Triple H in charge of WWE, he's got to be one of those guys who's going, you know, if I could get out of this deal here, that guy would treat me like a king. Yeah, but um, I think Tony Khan is going to smarten up to this at some point because oh, we, I think we talked about to. we talked about this before. Maybe maybe it was just me and you off screen, but you know, and, and talking mm-hmm. about the Andrade El Idolo um, situation, it, it's a it's a catch twenty two because if if you don't if you don't fire him, <laughs> then you basically tell every other worker you can do whatever you want. We'll pay you to do nothing. If you do Correct. fire him, then you tell every worker we're, this is how you get out of your contract to go back to WWE. So yep. what a shitty situation for Tony Khan to be in immediately after brawl out where CM Punk put him in another shitty situation. I kind of feel bad for Tony Khan, but I also kind of think he brought it on himself because he's not a good promoter. I think he just won promoter of the year through the wrestling observer, which, you know, yeah, jerk off motion on <clears throat> off camera. Good for you. Yeah. Meltzer somewhere is, is uh, in, a, in a closet cranking it. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> He's begging. Dave Meltzer, He's man. Begging. It's, it's Uncle every Dave. 
It's every excuse he can make for he he already I saw something earlier on Squared Circle about AEW's ratings are down this week and he's like, Well, before anybody goes making any assumptions, you know, here's a comparison to this time last year and here's what else was airing at that time. And like it all makes sense when you look at the numbers and it's like, All right, but here's the thing, man, nobody's really looking at the well, numbers. You're the only one I asked uh, I asked Scott Steiner and he said the numbers <clears throat> don't lie. And they spelled, they spelled disaster, disaster for AEW. Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> Meltzer has been, you know, to his credit, he's been pretty critical of AEW lately, especially with their transparency. He's, you know, him and Sean yeah. Ross Sapp both, uh, and Ariel Helwani too, when Tony Khan was on his show the other last week, they've just like talked about how Tony Khan is just, the AEW is not saying anything to anybody. You know, a lot of the guys that were in that brawl said that they haven't even talked to Tony Khan or the AEW staff since then. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know who thinks that they're running things correctly. Uh, I feel like it's Lenny from the Simpsons in that one episode where he was put in charge and he just gets on the, the microphone and just, he says something, which is just like, you know, have a good day. And then he leans back and like stretches like, I did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I last I heard probably, and I don't want to call it shocking, but probably the one that really caught me off guard because you know, Again, the big brawl happens. Everyone goes their separate ways. Everyone gets very quiet. Kenny Omega couldn't even cut a promo for, I think it was AAA. 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 Triple Mania, something like that. Because he was not allowed to, like, speak on these these situations he and and so it, even anything remotely related to it they're like mm, i can't do it man sorry i got legal issues i gotta deal with right now the man is under red tape to talk <laughs> at a wrestling event that's that, how bad it was it reminds me of when we had jeff hardy on the show a couple years ago and you know we're talking to jeff hardy's managers before the show and or before you know our podcast and they're like okay um just don't talk to jeff about wrestling we're like, okay, so we're going to have Jeff Hardy on the show, and we can't talk to him about wrestling. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. He, he just came back to WWE. Um, he was injured, and no one knew when he was going to come back to the ring. So they're like, don't, don't talk to Jeff about wrestling. Talk to him about – we were going to talk about his music, his art, because he was there for a concert for uh, Perox sure. by Jen, I think is what they were called, or what they are yeah. called. So Jeff gets on the show. We introduce him. You know, I, I start talking to him. I'm like, you know, hey Jeff, how you been, man? And Jeff immediately goes into, oh, I've been pretty good. I've been injured from uh, from wrestling, but I'll be back. Uh, he told us when his return date was. <laughs> um, he just immediately jumps into wrestling, and I'm like, okay, well, he opened the door. So then we talked about wrestling. So yeah, Kenny Omega, right. same thing. Don't talk to him about wrestling. But I bet the first thing Kenny Omega would do if he could is start talking about wrestling. Have a little discussion about wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I also read that. Apparently, Billy Gunn was going to be at the Raw reunion for DX Ooh, and yeah. had texted Road Dog the day before, I'm in. And then uh-huh. the next day was like, I'm out <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't work out so hot for him. Uh, if I gather correctly, Road Dog was like, yeah, he was a little hot about that. So the question is, was he told you're not doing this or was it... Uh, I don't have you know enough time to get it all set up. Was I not actually invited? Was he was he told you know hey sorry man, we can't do that. I don't know. I man, imagine there's a lot of variables there, but I imagine it was a Tony Khan thing saying no. And a lot of people are like, well that doesn't make any sense. Why would you you know why would you let your star one of your football players play for the other team just because he used to play there or something like that? And I'm like, I mean I get that that makes sense, but also you were the same sure. people. That are constantly talking about, man, why don't these companies work with each other more? Why don't they, why doesn't, you know, Triple H and Tony do something together? Well, okay, now you have a yeah. situ- you have an opportunity to have one of your guys go over there and build some goodwill, and you're just like, no. And and you're defending it now. You 
Oh man, I hate tribalism in wrestling. I hate wrestling. I hate fans. Yeah, I hate the uh, show. You, you and I both have been like this for a long time, though. When it comes to tribalism, it's not just wrestling. I, to me, the best comparison then too is is video games. These people who are just like I, some of my um, how have I put this generally in the past coworkers uh, are still very like oh you got you got a PlayStation that's fucking stupid man <laughs> Xbox. They play video games, man. It ain't that different. Like, yeah. let, let's let's tone it down a notch. Also, yeah. they're not paying you. No, like like yes, you paid them. You paid, you them. paid them to be part of that side of the <clears throat> the feud. So let's not get too excited about the situation there. <laughs> like when your football I, team I wins know, and you're wearing the hat and the shirt, you're like, "We won," and you're like, <laughs> "Did we?" <laughs> one of my one of my favorite uh, Seinfeld bits. He, he talks about how not only you know what you just said, like people who are into sports, are like we won. You didn't do anything. You didn't you do sat anything. on the couch and watch those guys that you like win. Right. It's not only that. The worst part of it is that it's so easy in basically any sport to, as a professional athlete, end up in a on a different team in a different city. You're not even rooting for the city or the team or the people. You're kind of just rooting for their shirts. <laughs> like you're really excited about clothes. Yeah. That that's exactly what that's, you're doing right now. You're thrilled about a jersey. That's a, no shit, no joke. When I used to play old football games and shit, I would base because I didn't know any teams other than like the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and the Miami Dolphins. Right. I would base the teams I'd play as on which uniforms I thought looked the coolest. I like that. Oh, fuck yeah! I was I like super that into scheme. the Charlotte Hornets. Oh yeah, when I, when I was a kid, yeah. and like the color scheme and the logo and all that, I'm like, I don't know a fucking thing about these people, no. or if they're good at the game. But that's a dope logo, so I'm going with it. I'm in. And if I had to pick a logo <laughs> in wrestling, in, where do I sign? If I had to pick a logo in wrestling right now, it's still NXT. It's the best logo. Um, oh, I thought you were going to talk about individual like people because Bray Wyatt, that inverted moth. I. Uh, that's I, good. I think I said this last night. We'll end the show here. We don't have a lot to talk about or want to talk about. Yeah. But um, this show, it goes till it goes, <laughs> and then it's done. That's and then the rule. It's over. We try. We strive yeah. to hit an hour on all of our other shows because. But then sometimes you're also right. stretching shit out for an hour. This show, it just right. It's it's until it's not doing it, it anymore. Happens. It's good, and then we're done. I thought the promo from Bray Wyatt on SmackDown was amazing. It was heartfelt. Yes. Um, yep. And I, I go back to Jim Cornette way more than I should, but this is one of those surprising things where when Brian last asked him what he thought about it, and he Brian last said, I assume you think what I think, that Bray Wyatt's a great speaker, but this was ridiculous. When Jim Cornette said, no, this was my favorite thing in wrestling all week. He talked about how passionate it was, how good Bray's voice is, how commanding he was, yeah. that he is one of the few people that when he talks about how he lost somebody or he lost his confidence, it makes sense. It's not just a line like Hankman Page you know, out there saying shit because it's scripted. Um, I agreed with all that. It was really, really good. I like the ending. Yeah. I don't, I'm still not a fan of the black phone mask, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. But did you hear, by the way, we referenced the whole howdy thing that that supposedly who's, who's, is uh, what that's for. Who's the howdy? Who's the howdy? Yeah. That, that when they, they trademarked the uncle howdy name that, that potentially that might be what that's for, that that might be the name of that character, which again, if he's alluding to the Pazuzu demon from, from the exorcist as, as captain howdy, then that's, that's kind of neat. That's a deep cut. I'll give him that. Yeah, it's a I deep like cut. that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of Chris Jericho, but apparently, yeah, Chris Jericho is in hot water because someone asked him, "What did you think of Bray Wyatt's promo?" And I saw this headline. This was one of my complaints. This one of my things I hated a couple weeks ago in wrestling was clickbait bullshit. And this is one yeah. of those things because I had read Jim uh, Jim. I almost said Jim Jericho. I hey Jim. 
I read Jericho's response, and he his response to the guy was, I didn't buy a second of it, and I love it. Um, very much insinuating, I think, that he sees that Bray is being manipulative, and he loves the way it went. But that's not yeah. what the headline said. All the headlines I saw from these clickbait-ass bullshit websites and videos said, like, Jericho... First half. Yeah, it just said, I don't buy it. And fans are pissed yeah. at Jericho for... And, like, man... Come on, dude. That is so yeah. fucking desperate and shameful. Yeah, like, it's jacked up. I hate clickbait. I'm going to name this episode, You Won't Believe What Happened When Hunter Said This. And just leave it at that. And the fans are pissed that Hunter Hendricks <laughs> you, said this about Shannon you, Young. You won't believe that why Hunter said, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, Goldberg? <laughs> Uh, Look out, Goldberg. Brett's behind watch you. Watch that clip again. <laughs> anyway. Caleb Carter also, by the way, if you didn't see, made a point to show us where Planet Stasiak is located in the solar system. Oh, fuck. I got to uh, Hold on. <laughs> 22! <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. I had no Planet Stasiak. Also- Why did you have to post the meat thing? Come on, man. <laughs> I think he also yells, Goldberg, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm hearing it correctly, after he goes, 22, oh, man, oh, man, then as he sees the cube, he just goes, Goldberg, you idiot. All right, so I don't know know what this storyline was, but in my head now, Goldberg got fed. They were working together. Goldberg got fed the wrong info and accidentally crushed his car into a cube. Right, they were supposed to be together, and they were tra- they were telling whoever's car they were supposed to mess up. Like you have thirty minutes to move your car. <laughs> I I am starving for context now. I need to know. All right, <laughs> we're gonna get out of here for the night. Of uh, your assignment yes. for this week, ladies and gentlemen watching, is to go find clips of WCW. We're talking about WCW tonight, <laughs> featuring yes. Sid yes. Vicious and a cube, and for extra credit, Cheatham, the one-eyed midget. That's all I'll say. Oh yeah, from the uh, he he was spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, he was in a lot. Yeah. Of, he was in a lot of things. Oh man, <laughs> was all that right. when they ended up with the coal miners glove? Yeah, match? that was the coal miners daughter match with Loretta Lynn. No, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised that they had I that was also in WCW. Yeah. And Loretta, she was backstage going, "Why me, Goldberg? <laughs> Why me?" All right, we're out of here. We're you guys, out of time. You guys have a good night. We're out of time. Hunter, take us out. <laughs> Later. Why me?